Welcome to Bro, Where's the Logic? A podcast where four friends speak their minds on everything you want to, I don't know, maybe, probably, no, 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 most definitely want to hear. We'd like to welcome y'all to our world where everything that makes sense doesn't really make any sense at all. Featuring Jude, John, CS, and Miko. Hey, what's good, y'all? This is the Bearded One, John, and welcome into the podcast. We have another great one today as we talk about why some shows like Friends in the Office are the greatest of all time, and why some fall short like Game of Thrones Season 8. We'll also be finding out why Miko absolutely hates the nerds on The Big Bang Theory when he's a nerd himself. And Jude will talk about his past dreams to be on The Bachelor. As always with me are the three amigos, CS, Jude, and Miko. How's it going, y'all? Hey, yo, what's up, man? (laughs) Good. All right, so one of my favorite shows, actually, I didn't get into it until college, but one of my favorite shows uh, was Friends. It's one of the biggest shows back in the 90s, and I know Miko likes it, but some of the things I liked about it was it's just one of those shows that was relatable. It's just six friends. They're always hanging out, but... You know, each one of them had their own kind of personalities that made them like unique. Like Phoebe was kind of the weird, the weird one. But he's the redhead one, right? No, she's she was uh, Lisa <laughs> Kudrow, the one, the one that plays the guitar. Yeah, yeah. The hippie looking one. Like the hippie, yeah. yeah the, the hippie. hippie. Jennifer Aniston is who? <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is <sighs> uh, Rachel. So she was like the pretty. Pretty cheerleader growing up. Yeah. And then Monica was the fat girl. That became pretty. That became pretty. Um, but she, and she's a chef. Then the guys, there's Ross, who is the nerdy one, I guess you could say. He's the paleontologist. But he's like uh, a playboy. It's weird. Ross? No. I, I feel like he is, dude. He had like a lot of a lot of the episodes were of Ross. Dealing with his relationships. With his love life. Yeah. I wouldn't Sounds say like, he's a yes. playboy. I feel like he was <laughs> more He's not a playboy, but he's he's like, you know. I feel like he was one of those people growing up that was always in a relationship. And like his life kind of uh, relied on relationships, sort of. Wait, did did you, you watched it, right? Yes. He grew up as the, the nerdy kid. He didn't know. No, have he was any... the nerdy kid, but I feel like he There's was adulthood. He kept when he became a adult, he's like, you know. Oh, he was the relationship man. guy. Yeah. Uh, Who's the yeah. one everyone hates? Constantly. Like even I feel like a lot of the episodes were oh. about him dating. I feel Wait. like the nerdy guy the nerdier guy was Chandler. Mm, he was the socially awkward one. Yeah. I don't know if you would say nerdy. Or I I guess not nerdy, like in the you know, like I like Star Wars and stuff sense, but like nerdy is in the awkward. Yeah, he he was a socially awkward one. Yeah. And then Joey Joey was the playboy. He was the one that was always on dates and he was the, actually the only one that didn't get married or get into a long a long relationship. But I don't remember the ending. Did he ever? In the end, spoiler okay. alert, 
So Rachel and Ross got together. Twenty uh, years ago, by the way. Monica and Chandler ended up together. Then Phoebe married um, Ant Man. Oh. And then right. Joey Joey didn't end up with anybody. Dang. But uh, so even though Friends was so loved by so many, there's one among us that didn't find it so appealing. Do you want to yeah. share your thoughts, CS? So uh, let me tell you why you guys are wrong. First off, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But uh, I, I think that overall, Friends. You know, people say it's their all time of all time, but. Um, in my opinion, it didn't really age that well. And people are just talking about it because of nostalgia that they've seen back in the day. Because a lot of the sitcoms um, back in the day, they had the laugh track, you know. So friends to me, watching it as I was older um, in college as well, it's just a bunch of one-liners, then wait for a laugh. And then a bunch of, then another one-liner, and then here comes the laugh track. But that's the so, definition of a sitcom. I mean, The Office didn't have it. Parks and Recreation didn't have it. Was it Brooklyn Nine Nine? Those are all sitcoms. A, no, the, I've, those are um, what's the word? They're like comedies. I feel like just, Friends is more like not. A it's a it's a funny show, but it's not primarily there for comedy. Friends is not. I don't know. It's, are you sure? <laughs> What could Friends be classified as? I was going to say, like, a lot of, okay, you have, like, I like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I like Family Matters, Step by Step, Full House. But I put Friends at a more, I guess, adult version of that. I mean, Fresh Prince, you can even put with Friends, too, because they had a lot of um, serious connotations to it. Yeah, so. It's the same thing. And as for, like, Fresh Prince, don't get me wrong, I enjoy that as well. But can I say it's considered one of the greatest maybe because based off nostalgia but not based off what how i perceive like to be funny because mm. i can't get over the thing where it's like they say something and then it's a laughing or they they say something and then you get a ooh. why do y'all think like there was a big resurgence in friends like it just popped just, out, like, out, out of nowhere i think it's just nostalgia yeah. Or probably because Netflix had it for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They paid like a shit ton for Friends, didn't they? Yeah. Like a couple and blue or something. I think One that was... Thing. Go ahead, oh, go ahead, John. Oh, I was saying like, I feel like that's one of the... That was a thing, like um, like the nostalgic factor. Like yeah. even... It doesn't even have to be TV shows. Like you can look in fashion. Um, What's that? It's that one brand Ch- champion? Yeah, champion. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of making a like a comeback kind of thing because it's uh like a nostalgia factor. Nostalgia. Yeah. But what I so remember I think friends was like on Nick at Night, they would play it like random reruns all the time. And I didn't really find it interesting. And then since the big surge came, I tried to rewatch it on Netflix or a different streaming app. Yeah, CS was right. It didn't really age well. It was like like old looking and shit like that. And well, not I mean, only that is, I feel the characters are just a bunch of good looking people, but their actual character itself is very generic. 
You know, like Joey is the, like you said, he's the ladies' man. He acts stupid. He's hungry all the time. And then he has that, what's that guy, that, how are you doing? And then you get that, ooh, after every time. And that's just like, that's his role, right? And then Chandler is what he's the, like you said, he's awkward. He's just always sarcastic. That's how he bases his awkwardness through to get past it. And then he just has like weird facial expressions. Um, Ross is just a dull, basic, hopeless romantic, you know? So I feel like their characters are very, very generic per se. So I, I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't connect with these guys because there wasn't anything special about any of them, in my opinion. I think they are generic, but it's also because... I don't think, like, Ross was the nerd, but he was not, like, fucking glasses-wearing, talking about Star Wars all the time. He Nerd. He was, like, you know, a relatable, like, a regular nerd. Like, you know, how I feel like it was, it was relatable. And that's how, like, Chandler was. Like, he was awkward, but he was also had, like, serious moments. And I don't think that was in... TV at the time. <clears throat> yeah, I disagree yeah. with that because Will Smith in Fresh Prince displayed everything. He displayed being the goofy ass kid to being dead serious to, you know, the dad episode. He showed all kinds of emotions and that came before Friends, if I remember correctly. So but he was cool though, like as as a self proclaimed nerd, I feel like Ross was kind of a relatable. Like, cause I'm a nerd, yeah, but like, not everything in my life is about nerd stuff. Like, I like sports and, you know, women. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you say, you say it, the characters were generic, but that's what makes mm-hmm. them so relate- relatable to everybody, and that's why it's very appealing to a wide range of audiences. And the nerds, like, they can relate to Ross. He likes he likes Star Wars, but He's also a hopeless romantic. So that appeals to another set of audiences. And then like if you're a girl, there's the pretty girl. If you were a cheerleader growing up, then you would relate with uh with Rachel. So I mean, I guess it's the way you depends how you view it, but I think that's one of the reasons I really like Friends was because it's it was relatable. Like I can I can kind of see part of myself as one of the characters and going through their their life so so i guess for me it's i want more depth in characters that uh you know i'm gonna get involved with with the whole show you know so like you said they're just being generic so they can capture a wider crowd right so they can capture all kinds of people into one character because that character is so generic uh they're very likable and everything don't get me wrong but i just couldn't there's there's no connection like with each character for me but to each their own to each their own yeah i mean i can't fault you for that but when you say depth i mean how much how do what do you mean by that um you can look into say like the office right you got michael scott you know i've He's he's a goofball on top of that, but you know that he's a very generous person. Um, he's willing to sacrifice things. You know, he's funny by forcing it, not necessarily funny being a funny person. 
Uh, he shows his emotions on top of just, uh, you know, showing anger and, you know, things that hurt him, whether it's love or just not accepting as a friend. So there's there's a lot more depth to, say, Michael Scott compared to what Joey or Chandler or Ross are. Well, well I, mean, so I think friends, like, they do have those moments. Like, Ross, he, like, when he breaks up with that British lady, like, it's a pretty emotional moment for him. And that's like... Emily. I guess that's kind of one of the reasons why it's loved because all the characters in friends have their vulnerable moments doesn't that happen a few times though i haven't seen the full series but hasn't ross done that where he's been with someone and then a hurtful moment occurs and then another relationship happens and then a hurtful moment occurs doesn't that happen with uh rachel multiple times well i I think it's like different so that's essentially rinse and repeating all things like it it hits right and that's why they're reusing it but at the same time, they're still reusing the same thing. That's how I'm seeing it. Well, I don't. So you never, you have, you've never watched it from beginning to end, right? No, no, I haven't. I've watched a decent amount, but not all the way. I know what happens at the end, though. Okay, but so, I, I, I know the journey between like Ross and Rachel. As an advocate for it, as a fan, it's kind of like because I, I, I know you and me both watched office beginning to end and i know that's one of our top shows friends on the other hand you haven't really watched you've watched most of it you say but you haven't really watched it from beginning to end so you can't really say that these characters don't have depth so i'll give you an example so like rachel so she grows up as a like the cheerleader right so she's she's in season one she was supposed to get married to this dentist doctor, but it doesn't work out. So that's how she enters the show in her wedding dress. And that's how she meets like everybody because she was fr- childhood friends with Ross and Monica. Monica. Yeah. Yep. So that's how that's how it starts out. So she's like this. She grows up very rich, a cheerleader, pretty girl. Then she was going to marry this... Um, dentist it didn't work out and at the time she was still relying on her rich dad to pay for everything then as the like the years go on you see her kind of evolve she the the friends help her like find a real job because she didn't have one she was a waitress for a little while Mm -hmm. then eventually she she finds the real job as the Something in fashion. I forgot what she does exactly. Does she but, but basically, like she she grows up because everyone starts off in their twenties. So then she she cuts or uh, she cuts ties with her dad as far as like relying on him. Then she finds a job of her own and she starts growing up. And then by the end of it, she has a baby and like she she becomes a mom. So you can see like the growth. So I don't, it's like you say there's no depth, but there's, I feel like there's plenty of depth with just from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just my opinion. You haven't changed my mind, but I respect it. <laughs> I, respect it. I agree with you, John. 
but anyways, so we'll so we'll 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 keep going. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> friends is the best, and CS is a psychopath. Um, so we'll we'll jump into the next show. Uh, we'll start off with CS because this is one of his tops. Um, Rick and Morty. Can you kind of explain why this is one of the best shows out there? So. I don't know, it's just it's very entertaining on so many levels. Um, you could just see it as just a ridiculous, fun cartoon. You know, eat some edibles and just straight up watch and enjoy the show. <laughs> um, there's also some parts where you can tell they're just improvising, just straight up off the mic, and then they're creating the animation afterwards. So I I just think that it's hilarious how the things that they do, especially like the episode the. Uh, the universal cable television. Um, that's pretty much all improv. You can tell like, they're just like, they talk about baby legs, uh, the ants in my eyes, you know, I can't feel a thing, but he's selling everything. Like he, they're just freestyling off of that. And they're creating actual animations based off of what they're saying. So. Let me ask you, what is like the, the plot of that show or the general storyline? There's, there's no set like beginning to end storyline, like story arc. It's just, uh, it's Rick who's a scientist, genius scientist and his nephew, Morty. He's just like a nerdy ass kid. What's the pickle thing? So, yeah. So, okay. So with pickle Rick from a deeper standpoint, you know, from a psychological aspect, pickle Rick is just Rick being so cocky in himself that he could, He's he was willing to turn himself into a pickle just to tell people like, yo, I made myself a pickle, y'all. <laughs> and and uh, there was a lesson. So in that episode, there was an actual lesson that shows that he actually does need help because in that episode, you know, things go awry and he actually needs someone to change him back from a pickle to a human. So it's just little antics like that. It it goes deeper than just like, oh, this cartoon, they're just having a bunch of lasers and aliens and antics and stuff like that. So that's why it keeps my interest. Is it intended for like older people? It's not like a kid's cartoon kind of thing, right? Uh, it can, I can be. I it's like, like Futurama kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, read, I read somewhere that it's supposed to be for like, quote unquote, smart people because it's supposed to be like a, there's so many hidden meanings behind man, I, everything. There is lots. I feel like that shit is overplayed, though, man. It's become like the fucking "I'm smarter than you" TV. Exactly. Show. I think, and it I feel like kind of annoying. But no offense to CS, but a lot of offense to CS. I feel like <laughs> the majority yeah. of the Rick and Morty fans feel like they're elitist in some way. Like, oh, you don't think it's funny? Well, you must be a dumbass. So, because you didn't understand it, you didn't. I mean, you think Friends is funny, so (laughs) (laughs) yo, whoa, whoa, there's that. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, John. I'm on John's side for this. Hold (laughs) on, because so I've watched, I've watched a few episodes of Rick and Morty, and I, I mean, I, I understand, I understand like the the hidden meetings. Like, well, I'll go back to one I remember, I think it was the Freddy Krueger one. The where Freddy Krueger, what I'm sorry, yeah, Freddy Krueger. It's like Freddy Krueger and Inception combined. Yeah, Freddy, Freddy Krueger and Inception, and then it shows that Freddy Krueger has like a family or something. 
So there's there there's he belongs in a society full of Freddy Kruegers. I don't know if this is the hitting meaning you mean, but this is me describing it. Um, and so in school, that's kind of what they're taught to do: get into oh, yeah, the monster, terrorize them. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then he's just but when he goes into his actual reality, his real world, he's he's like a failure nerd ass kid that everyone picks on. So he's not essentially the scary guy that he's made out to be in his world because in his world, everyone's that way. He's yeah, that's right. Yeah, they go to school. Is- bro. What? That shit's, that's like, I think that's really good writing. And that's not from an elitist standpoint. But what is your point about, about the Freddy Krueger though? Yeah. So my point was that I remembered like, that was the one of the episodes I was like, oh, so that's like the hidden meaning. But what was the hidden meaning? The hidden meaning was that this guy, even though he's like a scary monster to everyone yeah. else, to deep down, he's just he's just a family man, and he's just someone who got picked on. He was a regular dude, right? You know, it's like the scary person that we think he is. Apparently, that's supposed to be funny. That's that's not necessary. I mean, it's it's it is it is part of it's supposed to be funny, but it's just giving you a perspective that you've never seen before. Like we see all these horror films of Freddy Krueger, Jason, and stuff, and they just throw in, but what if in their world, you know, there, there's reason behind what they're doing rather than they're just a scary monster. I think that's just like I feel like it's teaching empathy almost. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because you don't know the you don't know his side of the story. You just think he's a monster. Why is that bad then, John? Yeah, I that sounds kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> like what? that, like him going to his family and like kissing his wife and his kid. That's not like a funny part. That's not a oh fuck type, <laughs> you know, part of the scene. It's it's just to show that side of Scary Terry or Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So there's a big role in this show? No, no, I think no it's just one episode. But like, I think it, the lesson is also like you should be empathetic to other people. Like you know how some people are being an asshole to you. They're not typically an asshole every day. It's just that they probably had a bad day. Like they or they're alert, Cobra Kai. <laughs> what? 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 Wait, are we Jude knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Wait, what happened? I mean, yeah, that that see that makes sense. Cobra Kai. The, Wait, did you watch it too? No, but I know the premise. It's like the okay. the master. Wait, what what part are you on, John? I'm on season three. Anyways, we'll go on to. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what. To hey, if you don't know, you know. You don't know, bro. It's okay. I like Rick and just Mark. hearing about it sounds pretty deep, man. I might I might check it out. I feel like. <laughs> The episodes have like a deeper meaning. It can just be silly and funny, you know. Don't like just because the nerds are kind of insufferable, or the people right. that. Shit. So don't oh. just go in and just like concentrate on. Okay, where's the city meaning? It's coming up. It has to be here. No, just watch it and enjoy for what it is. If it comes up, it comes up. So for Rick and Morty, for me, it's one of those like crazy, crazy shows. Kind of like, kind of like Family Guy. So. I mean, Family Guy was okay. It would, they had they had their funny parts, but it would, it's so like outlandish sometimes that 
that's what I expect. I expect to kind of have some laugh out loud moments. Like shock value? I feel I'm like sorry? he got kind of old. It was like funny in the shock beginning. Then... Family guy. Yeah, he you can going, tell. Going, yeah. But yeah. like, because Rick and Morty is kind of like that, even though there's like hidden meanings, I expected myself to to have like laugh out loud moments. But the season, I think I finished season one. I, I didn't really have many. I mean, I, maybe I had one or two. That's why I just feel like it's it's all right. I mean, for those kind of shows, I feel like you need to at least have more than one or two laugh out loud moments because it's so outlandish. Of course, there's the hidden meanings, but that's how that's what I feel. It's supposed to be funny, but I didn't find it that funny. Is it that geared means- as a comedy show, like a funny show? Oh, yeah, it's pure yeah. comedy. It's oh, okay. Like when, it's like a Family Guy kind of outlandish cartoon. I think those those like you say quote unquote hidden meanings. They I think it's what makes it funny. Um, there there was a scene I remember um, in Rick and Morty is so he's just it's just a random scene. He's talking. It it means absolutely nothing. But he's talking. He's looking in the fridge, right, just for a snack. He puts something up. He picks up like a soda bottle, and he just shakes it. And then puts it back in because he's a fucking troll, you know? So like little things like that makes it funny. Like he's just setting someone else up to just have it explode in their face. And that was not even part of the scene at all. So little things like that, it's, I think it's what makes it hilarious. I mean, like, it's not a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad show. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but. No, I got you. I got None you. of the shows we cover today yeah. are like. Yeah. Actually. So it's, just, it's just the way you feel or what you think is funny like i the office is hilarious but jude thinks it sucks so i mean jude i don't think it sucks Ooh. i just don't really he didn't get that into type it. of humor that funny well i only watched the first season and i yeah, couldn't really cool. get into it you can't really it's just that that big resurgence and everyone was like oh the office so the best show ever and like friends and then so i was like let me check both of them out i didn't even go far what what what's one of the better TV shows out there that you feel deserves well, attention? Like us four, there's four of us, and we're pretty much four nerds. So there's a show called The Big Bang Theory. I don't know if y'all heard of it, but the actors on their final season they got like a million per episode, so it should be pretty good. And okay, they're four nerds. We got me. I'm probably gonna be oh, Leonard. Okay, okay. Miko yeah. Sheldon. No, I think CS is Leonard. <laughs> what? You don't even like the show, you fucker. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know. Okay, wait, 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 I know Sheldon. I know Sheldon, but. What? Okay, so Miko, why don't you like it? Or why do you hate it? That's such a strong word. I'm, Miko I is freaking it. Raj because you can't talk it. to girls. <laughs> I'm Raj, but I hate it, dude. So why? Why do you hate it? So I think, like, when. I watch a show and I see a reference to something. I don't want it to be right in my face. Like, haha, look at the sword. It's like a lightsaber. But in the Big Bang Theory, it's always right in your face. Like, to the lowest common denominator of person, they're like, oh, I know that. That's funny. That brings me joy because I remember it from that one show. But to me, that's like, kind of like a cheap laughs type of thing like say for instance in futurama 
in one of the episodes they have a billboard that says that's advertising for a theater and it says it has a mark and it's supposed to represent a number and it, the number is actually infinity in some engineering class or something but only people that are really deep into engineering or something would understand that that number means that so it's like oh i'm an engineering nerd too i i get that but in big bang theory they like just say references that it's too in your face dude it, it kind of annoys me so it's too obvious the joke is just there for just that cheap pop yes like uh, you know in avengers they'll have like you have to like freeze frame pause and then you'll see like oh shit that's doctor strange from like two years before doctor strange even the movie even came out so it's like oh was there clips like that i didn't even know that i think in uh in like the actual actor was in there it's not the actual actor but it's like a reference to where doctor strange is from Mm. like i think it was winter soldier when uh the airplane is about to shoot people they're looking for targets Doctor Strange, like, if you're a mega comic nerd, you'll see, like, that Doctor Strange is listed in that kill list. Okay, I don't know how that has anything to do with Big Bang Theory, but... Oh, because Big Bang Theory, they, like, they, like, put it right in your face, and you're like, it's like, oh, lightsabers, or, oh, Star Wars, or, oh, Star Trek. Yeah, that's the whole premise of the show. It's like they're all nerds, and that's what they like. So they yeah. So in their defense, they're they're trying to appeal to a to a wider audience. So like, so you're not a nerd, (laughs) and you don't get it. You obviously they have to like. I think they make it so that everyone gets it. Is the yeah. So I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, because not everyone is up to date on the nerdy stuff. Kind of like a. I feel like it's a. It's a a mocking of nerd culture rather than, uh, you know. Yeah, but he how... gets the freaking hot girl next door at the end. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it is kind of like a mocking of the nerd culture because, yeah, they're nerds. But look, did Leonard got the hot girl? That's that's basically good paying jobs. They have their hobbies, and it's just funny. So the thing <laughs> that I like with Friends is that it's relatable. The opposite is going on with Big Bang Theory. I don't. Wait, think so you so you're saying that you can relate more to Friends than the Big Bang Theory? I think I can relate more to Ross than to like any of the characters in the Big Bang Theory. Because I'm not like spouting off references every day of my life. Like, yeah, but the character itself is not spouting the reference. They're just making the show like geared like in that sense. It's not like. They're living their life reference by reference. I don't know. Yeah. It felt that way to me when I would watch it. I don't know. That's surprising because I feel like you need, you would. You would appreciate I, it because you like that stuff. I don't yeah. Know. You would, you would uh, relate more to these characters because. Like the whole World of Warcraft episode. They, and they're yeah, like they, so obsessed with World of Warcraft. And then yeah. Penny was playing it. And then she became obsessed. And then she became like super more obsessed than the guys. Yeah, so it's that's pretty surprising. Like I don't, and you're into comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. They go like every week to get new comics. I don't know. I, that's that's one of the big bigger things that I found that I enjoyed. Like 
Oh, I yeah, just like they, how all the characters are so they just have their set funny ways. It's still funny throughout the seasons. Like yeah. Sheldon, he's like so fucking ridiculous, but people still put up with his shit. And then like they have the the guy who at the lisp. That shit is so funny to me. You know, remember his name? Oh, the guy on Star Trek. Oh, I forget. Was it the? There's Will Wheaton on Star Trek, but then there's also the guy. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Kripke. Barry Kripke. Barry yeah. Kripke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, it's just surprising. I I relate more, a little more to the Big Bang Theory. What do you like better, Big Bang Theory or Friends? Ooh. Pretty much saying, do you like me or Miko more? Oh. <laughs> I like Ooh. the office. Anyway. Oh, you, you like CS Fuck this I guy. <laughs> I think, I think, honestly, I think I like Friends a little bit more. God damn it. I feel like, I think Friends was, is a Bert is like the, how Big Bang Theory came to be. I feel like it, it brings its inspiration from Friends. So, oh yeah, I can, I can see that. I like Friends a little bit more because it was a little bit more deeper it wasn't just had more depth it wasn't a a niche yeah yeah it wasn't a niche like this is the nerd culture and we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the nerd culture it expands they had more diversity with yeah there's 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 six people yeah there's six people they have different things going on with their lives but yet they're friends like they're totally different people but they're friends and it's kind of like us i mean we're cs is it's a jog. Like, uh, CS is a jog and a playboy. CS is Rachel. He goes a nerd. Jude's a family man. And <laughs> I'm just here with a beard. So, I mean, you know, we're all friends like that. So, but I'm friendlier. I guess. Let's just say you can't really compare the two. They're both good in their own ways. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a little upset because I didn't pick you, dude. I'm sorry. All right, let's, let's change gears to like one of the biggest shows that I honestly haven't really ever watched. You've yeah. never watched it? So, Game of Thrones. Honestly, if we take out season eight, that's the greatest show of all time. It's tough to argue. I'm sorry? Like, including animation and... I don't including know. Everything. Including everything. Including everything. In the first few seasons of The Walking Dead. So... I, I'm just I'm just gonna bring bring up the first season alone. Like, yeah, it's it. Honestly, when I first started watching, um, Joff had told me to watch it like a long time ago. I watched the first episode and I got wait like halfway through, and I just I couldn't get through it. It was so like slow and boring, and I don't know what happened. I just gave it another shot a few or like a year later. And I just fell in love. And one of the biggest things is plot armor. Like you think these characters are safe, right? Because they're supposed to be the main character. I think that's what hooked me in at the very end of the first season. Mm-hmm. Ned Stark. You're like, oh, there's no way. you can, They can't kill him. He's like, he's the main character. He's a fucking... He's fucking Boromir, dude. Boromir would never die. Exactly. And then boom he's dead like whoa like that just it that was like a game changer for me for shows like no one is safe and that was that's when i fell in love with it 
And that's kind of how The Walking Dead was at first. It was. It was. It was. I feel like Walking Dead. The first few seasons was so good, then it just got old. Yeah, it just like stayed. the first four seasons. I feel except the second season. The second season was. Was that the one when they're on the farm? Farm? Dude, that was Dude, good. That was good oh, as hell, oh, bro. The first like ten episodes of that show was of that season was kind of sleeper, bro. Like, hey, we're living in a farm. Like what John's saying about the the armor thing. Like that's the same thing as The Walking Dead. Like, who would have thought freaking all those people would die, yeah. and they cause an outrage and make them? The fans were like, "Why did he die?" Yeah, I mean. That was one of the biggest things that hooked me because he was he was the focal point at one time during the season. Like this is all about Ned Stark and Stark family and all that stuff. Yep. And so, it's like, what season did he die? The season first one. season at the end of the first season. Wow. Now I'm not going to watch this shit. Ever. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. It's like he he's kind of like the good guy. And in real life, the good guy honestly doesn't win all the time. Like, so is it just like super good action? I don't think it wasn't even that much action. It was a lot of political. It's, 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 yeah, it's the actual dialogue itself and mm, the okay. pacing of it. The pace, like, it, it really takes its time with what's going on. To um, CS's point about character depth, this really goes into character depth. Like you. It pans on certain characters for an episode or like half an episode. And it really shows like what they're doing. And you can see how much they are developing as a character. And that's one of the reasons. Actually, that's that's the main reason I hate season eight. Because you can you see Daenerys like this innocent girl who should we like put a spoiler alert thing? Just in case. It's been how many years? Three years? I feel like that's... Okay. Yeah, that's ample time, maybe. And anyways... Well, if we don't no, want to get spoilers, I'm... just shut it off right now. Or season <laughs> forward five minutes. Yeah, if you don't want to hear spoilers, turn it off right now. But don't turn it off. Anyways, <laughs> so, so Daenerys, she she's, starts off as this innocent person who gets sold to this barbaric overlord, right? And then you can see her character develop into a as soon as, like yeah when he when he dies that's when she takes over the the tribe and then you can see her become like or you can see her take over as the overlord of that of the Kalasar is that what they called it the Dothraki yeah the oh yeah the Dothraki and then I feel like that I feel like her growth. Even is planted before, before she becomes the queen of the Dothraki or whatever. Because when uh, you see when she first becomes married to what's his name, Aquaman, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, she becomes married to him, and at first she's like subservient and like kind of like a nineteen forties housewife. <laughs> But then, like, the one of the slave girls is like, hey, you know, if you want him to respect you, you got to you gotta earn it. You got to, like, show him that, hey, I can do stuff too. And that's, like, when her character development starts. Well, so that, the, well, the point I was trying to make was 
it kind of the the writers like fucked it up in season eight. Like, yeah, she's her goal. Her main goal was to take back the throne that was hers. Oh, that show. But it like it didn't develop her. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Downfall. Yeah, it didn't it didn't develop her like I'm going to be this mad queen now. Yeah, delve into madness. Yeah, it didn't show that. Like that's that's what made me really mad because it's like, yeah, I'm going to take the throne and for like these good reasons and then all of a sudden I'm going to burn everything. Like where was the transformation? So that was one of the main reasons like season 8 was just it was Yeah, dude, I feel like when in season like five or six she's depicted as like someone that will break the chains and yeah a symbol of hope almost and then like all of a sudden season eight oh i'm just gonna burn everything like there was no oh it's it's upsetting one of one of her one of her kids died in the air and then her best friend got beheaded how can how can you not get mad and full tilted after that i mean still had a dragon and she still had like she still had the dothraki she still had gray worm she had a little bit of the dothraki dothraki oh i don't know dude because because <laughs> oh, all of it was gone they said holy shit all our dothraki is gone and then let's just run into the darkness and get fucked like what oh my god so hey, that's 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 poor coaching and but, then four episodes later, it's like, oh shit, a Dothraki charge. <laughs> Where the fuck? It's just, you, you can just tell, like, at season eight, they just either ran out of time or they they were, the writers were running out of, I don't know. They, I think they, the HBO was saying, like, hey, if you, if you want, you can have 11 seasons of this. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why they didn't try to, like keep going with the the storyline they just kind of ended it bro dnd wanted that star wars money bro <sighs> so upsetting so upset like i don't know why they could have just given off the series to someone else but instead they chose to money make one of the best shows i think ever honestly they mm-hmm. rushed it and made it a hot mess well, what what do you think, CS? I'm kind of on an island here. I I enjoyed a good portion of season eight. I mean, I understand what y'all are saying, and y'all aren't wrong at all. Um, but you know, you got the episode before the fight where a lot of this story kind of comes together. You know, Brienne of Tarth she actually gets knighted by the one she loves, Jamie, and then you got the you know final. Conversation with Tyrion and Jamie, kind of just talking it out. That's they're they're kind of closing their actual redemption arc overall. Um, Honestly, I, I personally, episode one and two was pretty good. Good. We finally got to figure out like Jon Snow was, you know, the rightful heir. So it was like a lot of things were covered. Like everyone was like waiting on bated breath. For like the Hound and Arya to come back together, and the Hound and uh, Brienne of Tarth to meet, 
again. Yeah. Allies. Yeah, they did a good job, like closing some of the story arcs, which. Yeah, I, I, I will admit that was good on their part, but that was the first two episodes. And then after that, it was just... After that... I didn't like the Long Night episode. I couldn't see the Long Night episode. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was like, first time watching it, I thought it was very, very intense. Because... Intense. It, it showed It showed just how strong the actual Night King and the Undead were, you know? They sent the Dothraki. Hey, that's bad coaching. That's bad coaching for the Dothraki. It just got wiped out just like that. And like they gave everything. And they still. Should have been the fucking. How many battles and how many wars have these people been in? And and you can blame the. um, I don't know. But you got to realize like the undead and the Night King. Like they they're they're a whole different type of breed. There's. They don't only have numbers, but they don't grow tired. They don't need. Okay, sure, but dude. you put the trebuchets in the front. That's just that's coaching, dude. That's coaching. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like they they've been in countless battles. I'm sorry. What did you say, Mika? I don't think there was that many losses to that army. Like, who did they lose? Just um, that one friend of Daenerys. What's it? They lost Jorah. Jorah. Yeah. Um, Who's the person they lost? The, the, the Mormont queen? Lady Mormont. Dude, you know, Sam should have died. Brienne should have... All of them should have died. <laughs> they had that, like, slow pan. Do you remember when, like... Uh, They're just getting overwhelmed. Pan of all of them, and then John leaves Sam, supposedly to his death, because... You see him, he's like, I gotta go, I gotta fight the the Night King. And you're like, oh, damn, Sam's dead, that sucks. So I agree, I agree with the plot armor, it was way too thick. But watching it the very first time, because of how Game of Thrones is, I didn't see it as that. Like, I really thought at any moment someone could die. And I'm, I feel like, in my opinion, y'all probably felt the same way. Until after, then we're like, oh, shit, no one really died, they just killed the the b team players but looking in but actually watching it live everyone i would assume thought that okay anyone can die at any moment because it was that intense i'll tell you what happened in season eight you know why the plot armor got really thick it's because george r martin didn't hasn't finished writing so he yeah so it's on uh, D D D was up to the task of finishing up the story so that's where they f- fucked it up. It wasn't you can you can kind of see where D and D took over as the writers of the story because the story are are the books finished? I'm guessing they are, right? I don't think they're finished, think so. but they did have spark notes of yeah, how but exactly. So they so George R. Martin gave them the the permission to make or get creative with like how it is going to end. He just said, Oh, this is, he gave them like how it's going to end, but he didn't say like how to get there. So I think that's how, that's what fucked up season eight is because they don't have the writing skill set of George R. R. Martin. They don't, I feel like they don't truly understand 
the Game of Thrones world, if that makes sense. Like, I think I, they're good adopters. Like, those first four seasons of Game of Thrones, man, is like super. Yeah, because super they fun. know the story, like, word for word. Yeah, but like, I'm saying, like, they are. They need they need the whole story for it to. They can't just have the spark notes of something and make something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they don't have the the creative genius that George R. R. Martin has. Yeah, they're not. They didn't write the book, so that's what makes season eight so bad. So I mean, it was super unfortunate. Sorry, CS, but that season sucked. I don't know. I don't know what you see in it. I I accepted it for what it is, but as a whole, I, it it definitely broke my heart on how it ended. But it ruined the fandom. It's so insane. I saw it uh, as this like just a like a action movie, just straight up. At that point, I don't think anything has killed a fandom as hard as season eight has. I agree. Thrones, like even the prequels, they're like kind of shitty but you know it's like kind of quirky still to the fans but game of thrones everyone just every reference to it is like i hate season eight it's probably the biggest choke in television history it's to so be honest it's so bad like it's historically bad it could have been a return of the king like holy shit dude this is gonna be etched in tv history as a fucking one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Psych. Psych. Chokes. Chokers. 30. But anyway, Jude, you should definitely watch it, even though we spoiled like most of it for you. I think watch up to season seven, seven. Yeah. and then just read the books or something. If yeah. That's the point, dude. I already know Ned Stark dies. Oh. Uh, season three. It's like you probably one of the best t- TV when movies. Other, when others die? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's like a hold the door thing. When hold like the a door hold the dies. door thing, everyone is posting. Hold the door. Tear, Bro, that was the door. That was big. I didn't. That cool. That was no, a- that was, that was there was so much. Oh, I'm so sad. Just talking about this just makes me really sad. Oh, it's so upsetting. I agree, guys. It's so sad. So- Uh, I don't know what y'all are talking about, so I'm just sitting here all sad. (laughs) Dude, I remember after season or episode after episode three, I was so salty. I was like, bro. And my family was trying to defend it. Because I wanted the Night King to be the final boss, but Yeah. Wow, now I know the Night King isn't the final boss. Okay. He's not the final boss, you know. The whole season the whole show is all about uh winter is coming. Psych, it's not winter. It's a bitch. She's mad. <laughs> Postpartum depression or some shit. Oh god, I'm upset. Yeah. All right, so oh, man. We'll, we'll move on to something a little lighter. Something kind of, kind of rots your brain a little bit. We'll we'll talk about some reality TV. I know CS was talking about um, that he watched The Bling Empire recently. I know I watched yeah. Hustle. And then Jude, I know you said you told me one of your favorite shows. No, don't say it. Don't say it, please. Was a reality TV show. And what show? Which one? What show is it? 
I don't, dude. Well, what, I don't like your... it as much as I used to because I'm married, I guess. But when I was single, I used to really like watching The Bachelor <laughs> <laughs> and The Bachelorette and Bachelor Wait, in it, Paradise. Is it still going? Oh my God, is it still going? <laughs> well, like you know how girls are all like, "Oh, I forced my boyfriend and my husband to watch The Bachelor with me." It's the opposite for me. I try to force Cassie to watch it. She's like, "I ain't watching this shit." <laughs> <laughs> So I just read spoilers about it. I like following the people on Instagram, but like, you know, it's all so fake. It's like they act like it's a true love story. They end up breaking up a month later. Has anyone, has any relationship from that show lasted? Yeah. Sean Lowe and Catherine. Nice. Wait, how many seasons? Dude, it was been going on. A lot, bro. Like 15 seasons or something. I actually got to meet one of them at when I was on vacation in, I forgot where I was. I was with my family, I think in Chicago or something. And then we went to a casino and then they're like pool party hosted by Andy Dorfman and Josh. And Andy was the bachelorette and she chose Josh. And I was like, oh shit, I know them. And then like, we were checking into the hotel. I mean, we were just walking around the casino, and then I see them checking into the hotel, and I was starstruck. And I made my and I made my sister take a picture. Yeah, I did. There you go. Nice. I like. I was like, "Hey guys, can I take a picture with you?" And then Andy, the the bachelor, she was kind of a bitch. She like looked at me a little funny, and then the dude was like, "Yeah, man, sure." Aww. And then we took a picture. That's mean. You still have that picture? No, it's my phone background. Nice. <laughs> I'm just <full. laughs> Sorry, Cassie. You get to post it up on our Twitter page, bro <laughs> at brologic.com. Yeah, oh, but I was pretty obsessed with it. But now, like, now it's just on my DVR and I just watch it if I have time. I'm not, like, really keeping up with it. So mainly it's because it was kind of like a dream scenario. Yeah, man. Like, wouldn't you want, like, freaking 25 hot chicks fighting for you? <laughs> And you gotta kiss each one of them. John doesn't have to. John doesn't have to imagine that, dude. That's not a dream scenario to John. Take him to the <laughs> fantasy suite. Uh, how do you think? How do you think he got Ashley? <laughs> she got the last rose. Yeah, dude. Ashley was fighting twenty-four <laughs> other girls for John. Everyone, calm down. Dang, John. Nice, dude. So, I think the Bling Empire and the House of Ho—they're they're pretty similar. Like rich Asians, Crazy rich Asians, but in real life, I think I liked House of Ho more, just because it was Houston based. So it's kind of like, like you don't you don't really notice or you don't realize that there is like a super rich side of Houston, like the rich the rich population, I guess you'd say. Uh-huh. And it was kind of it was kind of cool seeing like that side in the city that you know you know what i'm saying i've never watched those two shows so can you tell me what it's about is it just about rich people yeah, yeah one of them is like based in houston right yeah so how the whole family they actually live in is is it richmond is it richmond the rich place near downtown is it richmond no, no, no sugarland no, yeah, River Oaks. River Oaks. River, oh, River, oh, Oaks, River yeah. Oaks, yeah. So they live they live near there and it basically it's just just a, a show about their lives. The 
the dad who came from Vietnam is a poor guy. He was able to uh, buy into these businesses and like grow his empire. And then it just shows how his kids are just like rich fuck ups. Spoiled brats? Yeah, basically. Oh, shit. <laughs> like the, the heir to the empire is the son and he's he's basically like a fuck boy. Like he's married with uh I think two kids, two I forgot. The bastards? I'm so, what? The actual he is like they're both brother and sister or whatever. Yeah, so there's no there's three of them. So the 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 one the one guy he is kind of like the black sheep mm-hmm. and he's only like in one episode but he just like he doesn't want to do anything with the family and you can kind of tell like he's very independent. And then the son who is supposed to be like the heir to the empire or whatever, he's like super spoiled. He's a fuck boy. And he like goes to these parties and like he goes and gets fucked up most nights. And then you can see like at the end of, should I spoil it? At the end of the episode or the end of the season, he's like the wife calls him out like you're, you're an alcoholic. I can't do this. You're either going to stop drinking or it's over. They're Vietnamese, huh? Yeah. Dude, Vietnamese, a lot of Vietnamese people are bougie and freaking drink a lot. But I know the the Blink Empire is in LA and they're, I think, Chinese, right? CS? They're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into specifics with, uh, with all that. But it's honestly... What it is, it's just a bunch of rich Asian people just getting to antics. Like whether it's someone that gets rich from investments, a plastic surgeon, or an heir to you know family yeah. heirlooms. It's just things like that. And what they do, they just throw parties. They get into drama. Crazy. But we, we just got to accept it for what it is. It's, it's, it's mindless entertainment that really has no actual like benefit for you. Like there's... There's nothing that's just outside of just like shock value. It's just straight shock value. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I, I think it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah, every no, every once in a while. That's all reality TV. It's just mindless entertainment. It's just yeah. watch. Yeah. So if you got time to waste, I would definitely recommend uh, Bling Empire. Got nothing going on with your life? Give it a give it a no, watch. No, no. no. R- r- Give him a good show first. And if you're like, you know, you already learned about what's going on in the political climate or some shit and you need a break, that's what you watch, guys. (laughs) There you go. There you go. You don't need to think at all. Speaking of recommendations, what kind of uh, of shows are you into right now, Miko? Me? Yeah, what kind of? No, the other Miko. I think. I think I I think I can speak for a couple million people, but I've been watching WandaVision and dude, it's actually so good. I'm so surprised. It. It's so good. It. Yeah, don't spoil that. Sorry. It's so good, dude. I can't afford Disney Plus. Oh, John, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the username and password. <laughs> you can use mine too, John. And any other listeners, if you follow us, you can get a <laughs> just kidding. free subscription to Disney Plus. We got we got that one month for free if you if you put in the code. <laughs> yeah, but I think WandaVision is actually like when I was watching 
after watching Endgame, I was thinking, I don't know how they're going to follow this up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be as invested. So this in- this takes place after uh, Avengers? Yes. Mm. That's all you can tell us, bro. Ah, you can't. That's all you can say. Okay, I won't. I won't. Hey, that's it's all you so get. Good though, like, hey, someone cut his mic. I thought. I thought. <laughs> I thought Marvel, like, after Endgame, that was the, the mountain, the peak of, all of Marvel, and then it's just gonna, a slow descent back to, just you know, kind of like, popcorn action flicks. But WandaVision, it's new, man. It's a new. It's a What's new. What's really film. good about it, like just how the story, or it's the new new. It's different. It's so dark. It's not regular. It's <laughs> it's not like the normal stuff. It's it's it was dark. Not my high school career, I can tell you that, dude. <laughs> so Wanda dies. No. Oh my god! Oh my god! That dude. would be that would be super dark, but. Well, I mean, you said dark. It's really good, guys. I, I'm so surprised. Marvel has all my money; they can have it all. Well, if you what can't you- afford Disney Plus, you should hop on Netflix and watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> I watched that whole thing in like three weeks, in like a week. It's super popular. It's super popular. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, it's it's it took a little bit to to get into for me personally because it it was kind of corny i'm not i'm not gonna try to spoil anything but there was a heavy emphasis on like the 80s culture and i couldn't get into that like right away but it's it's grown on me it's it's pretty good so yeah it's just like so much like character because you've seen the characters in the old movie that you pretty much use all the old characters in the movies oh, yeah. to today you can see uh and there's so much character like you're like oh what's going on with miguel what's going on with yeah cs's favorite there's a lot of yes i really enjoyed it and i can't wait till season four but it's gonna be a while yeah hey can y'all start wandavision though if you start cobra kai i will i'll probably probably think your family would like it for real for real yes i really think so like I, I didn't expect anything. I was just like, let me just put this on, and then after the first episode, I was like, okay, I'm just keep going. That was yeah, good. Kai was like pretty decent. Like I expected a lot, you because you, you're the only reason I was watching it. You were like, oh, it's, oh my god, God is so good. You need to watch and it's it. Lived up to its hype, John. Yes, it's okay. See, <laughs> dude, Ashley probably likes it too. Waiting for you to watch it together. Actually, yeah, I, I like it. It's it's growing on me. It it took a while. Like I like I said, it it took a little while to to get into, it, but I, I would recommend. Yeah, it. you know, I don't really want to keep hyping shit up because that's what freaking Miko does to me. Like he hypes up all this stuff, Dude. and by the time I watch it, it's like dead. Like Hamilton, Justice League, <laughs> Avatar, <laughs> the movie, Justice no. League, the series. Well, Justice League, the series is pretty good. Wait, Miko, so you good. like Avatar the movie? No, Dude, no, no. Miko no. was telling me Avatar the. The, oh, the the blue, blue people. people. Oh, oh! I th- I was thinking Avatar. Yeah, Avatar is actually super good. It's like it's the best movie ever. It's so freaking good. And Hamilton, Miko's telling me it's the best musical ever. 
So we tried to watch it, but when we watched it, Miko and his freaking siblings sing every damn song. I can't even enjoy the songs because all I hear is Miko singing. I want the record to know that Hamilton is not the best musical. It is uh, Legally Blonde, the musical. Thank you, June. Thanks. How dare you? I've never watched Legally Blonde, but Hamilton is amazing. Don't watch it because it's the same thing. They're just going to sing over it while you're watching it. Yeah, while so. you watch it, Miko's going to give you a call and start singing. <laughs> I'm so sorry, CS and June. We ruined it for y'all. It was such a mistake to watch it with my family. <laughs> Bro, they're just they're singers, man. They can't, they can't help themselves. <laughs> you hear the beat coming up and they're just like... Oh. I could put the freaking musical on mute and they would just sing it. <laughs> <laughs> just singing a cappella. Yeah. <laughs> Dual commandments. <laughs> they can't stop, dude. Oh my god. It's not even the best song. I'm dude, that, that song is pretty sick. You don't like Ten Dual Commandments? Man. I've been trying to get CS to watch this musical forever. Yeah, everyone's been trying. It's so good, it's but it's take a while. It's gonna take a while. Hamilton is good. Hamilton good. is so good. I don't Do know. You really like Legally Blonde better though? I like the songs better in Legally Blonde. I, I, I like pop music, I think, more than rap. John, well, dude, you got to give it a shot. Just like Cobra Kai, I'm not even playing. It's good. For real, though, the legit best musical is probably like Les Miserables or something. Dude, that's just all the critics. But you know, like, you're not going to be singing Les Miserables. You're going to be singing Legally Blonde. Dude, that Anne Hathaway song was so good, dude. You're going to say that with a straight face. I dreamed a dream. Wait, you like that song too? Yeah. Yeah, I like that song too. Ashley loves that song. Tell Ashley to watch Legally Blonde. And watch Legally Blonde. Is it on video? You can search it on YouTube. And it's going to be in like 480p or some shit. Oh, that's... But it's so good. One of the musicals I kind of want to see is uh, Dear Evan Hansen. I've heard that was good. Never heard of it. Yeah, I heard that was good too. And then that Book of Mormon, I heard that's good too. Oh. oh yeah, didn't Justin watch it? It's Book of Mormon, isn't that from the creators of South Park or something? I have no idea. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we haven't heard, we haven't heard from CS in a little while. What what, what uh, show are you watching right now? Um, I'm watching Narcos. Which oh. one? is Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria. Wait, is it? This is your first time watching it, right? The first. Yeah, it's it's my first time watching it. So it's the first is good. How many is seasons is the Escobar one? There's it, two seasons. Yeah, they're they're that's super good. So can you explain the synopsis of it, CS? Because I've no, I've never watched it, but I always hear good things about it. It's so good, Miko. It's so it's pretty much a guy that came from the hood from Medellin, and he just on the come up with drugs, and he just began to pay everyone off and take over, you know, Colombia. And, and parts of the U.S. Parts of the U.S., yeah. Because, you know, what's the the highest paying customer with uh, cocaine? It's the United Miami. States. Yeah. Like, I think it's by a long shot, too. Wait, so is it about Pablo Escobar's life? It's, it's, all, it's his adulthood. Hmm. It's his, race, his rise to fame. And his fall. Is it like super? Really yeah, it, it it has everything. It Do you like everything. it better than the money laundering show? What's that? 
What was that money? I watched like the first few seasons and I stopped. The, the it's on Netflix. Jason Bateman. Oh. Oh, Ozark? I haven't seen that show. Ozark? Yeah, Ozark. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't uh, seen that either. It's pretty good. I think my family watched Ozark and they liked it. Ooh, if they like Ozark, they're going to like Cobra Kai. Just change it. <laughs> I feel like Cobra Kai is so opposite. No, I think what's what's really good about um, uh, Narcos is it's real life. That's what actually happened. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it legit happened. It's, it's crazy to think about. That's what happened. It was in the 90s, right? Uh, 80s, like 70s, 80s to maybe early 90s. Yeah, it was yeah. real life. It's wild that one person practically controlled like one country and parts of the U.S., he was at like the police, the you know the military, and he got caught. Like I don't know, it, it's just it's just cool. Yeah, and it allows it allows you to empathize a monster like him too, because he 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 was a family man. Oh, empathy. So. Oh, like Freddy Krueger. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> a mon- hey, There we go. See, it all connects. Man. Hey, oh, a monster, monster, an antagonist that. Is essentially perceived as a protagonist, depending on who you ask. Holy crap! Yeah. A reference and a reference. You and might, you might, you might ask, you know, someone that grew up in Medellin, like, how do you feel about Pablo? It's like, shoot, he built us houses, communities. You know, he gave us money. He would go out to the streets and just throw money to us. What are you gonna? What are you gonna say now? I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like back back then, like what what was he perceived as? Like, yeah, he sold drugs, but he also got me my house yeah he or, was the, the good guy there's, the there's, there's two sides he was a good guy to the to colombia and then he was like this evil drug lord to us yeah yeah i don't want to get into it but it just kind of shows like the how the us kind of sees how powerful they are like oh this guy's selling drugs he's he has to be bad but then on the other side of it he's like providing for his whole country yeah he is kind of like robin hood for that country yeah so kind of i don't know taking from the united states we're not that kind of show but i'm just saying yeah don't do drugs kids please don't do drugs unless it gets legalized smoke all you want baby Yeah. Uh, I think that about wraps up Miko. And we'll we'll catch y'all on the next one. I feel like we should have did relationships this, <laughs> but it's okay. Miko, what okay, let's talk let's talk about relationships, Miko. Well, let's talk about your relationship. See it's coronavirus. Oh, so we blame the coronavirus. Yeah. For about 30 years. Oh, 30 years, Corona. This pandemic has ruined my life. I knew it was coming. Just watch Cobra Kai, bro. I'll give you the inspiration (laughs) to get a girlfriend, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, Am I going to be inspired to do karate? Kind of. Aaliyah Aaliyah wants to do karate now. I want to do karate without you. You can stop it.